Hello, and welcome to another episode of Heavy Pages, a Divorce Journal. This is Josie, your host, and this is a Topic Tuesday episode where we discuss topics that have to do with separation, divorce, relationships, co-parenting, children, and anything else that tickles our fancy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another Topic Tuesday episode. And you know, I picked this topic because I have been thinking and analyzing myself a little bit more lately. And I think that this topic relates a lot to me and my personality. And I wonder if you might feel the same. So we're going to dive in today about being an empath. And I found this article on verywellmind.com, which I will link in the show notes. So I read through it and I'm going to share some things with you about it and talk about my personal experiences and see if I am an empath. So let's get into it. So the title of this article is, What is an Empath and How Do You Know If You Are One? So it says an empath is a person highly attuned to the feelings and emotions of those around them. Empaths feel what another person is feeling at a deep emotional level. Okay, so it says their ability to discern what others are feeling goes beyond empathy, which is defined simply as the ability to understand the feelings of others. Instead, being an empath extends to actual taking those feelings on. And that is why I started wanting to do a little bit more research on an empath because I have been feeling like when there's people around me that are feeling really bummed out or down on life, that even if I am in a good mood, if I'm hanging around them a long period of time, I will take on their feelings. I will forget about whatever joy I was feeling and I will start feeling the way that they feel. I guess what I mean is that I feel so attuned to their attitude maybe. So when I'm around someone who is in a bad mood or super grumpy or um, sad, depressed, I can, I can feel that radiating off of them. And it puts me on edge. It makes me walk on eggshells. It makes me cautious and, and worried about what I say and how I do it. And if I was in a happy mood, it sucks the mood right out of me. And I started thinking, I think that this is something. I think this is more than just anything. I think that this, there's more to this. So that's what it says. And then it says signs that you might be an empath. How you can tell if you might be an empath. Some of the common empath traits include empathy, obviously. There's no doubt that some people are more prone to empathy than others. Well, we've all known someone in our lives who was just gifted at reading our feelings, just as we've all known people who seem completely disconnected from the feelings of those around them. And it says that also there's intuition, that empaths also tend to have a great sense of intuition. They trust their instincts and often go with their gut when making decisions. And also says there's caring, that people who describe themselves as empaths also tend to care greatly about others. They understand the needs, wishes, and fears of others. The fears, wishes, they understand the needs, wishes, and fears that others face. So an empath may strive to make sure that other people have the things that they need to feel safe, secure, and happy. And then it says sensitivity. 
Empaths are not just sensitive to emotions, but tend to pick up on other aspects of the environment. This means that they may be more aware of sights, sounds, smells, and other physical sensations that other people might not notice. So I will say that I don't feel that I have that sensitivity thing that I've ever really paid attention to. I don't really have a problem in crowds, even though uh, I don't mind being in crowds where I know people, but if I'm in a place that I don't know anybody, I think that's a whole different thing. So intuition. I do feel that I have decent intuition and that uh, when I go with my gut, things end up going well for me. So I do think there's that. Now, the caring thing. The caring thing is where I, I feel like I can spend some time because I definitely feel like I have that. And sometimes I think that maybe it is more than just caring. Maybe I'm a control freak. Maybe I'm a a problem solver. I want to fix people's problems. You know, this kind of goes back to when I first met Guy. We met um, online. We talked on the phone. He was in a bad place. He wasn't happy. He, He didn't feel loved by his, you know, parents. His mother was, you know, a bit of a problem. And he was telling me all these sad things about his life. And I was sitting there listening and I was feeling so bad for him. And I was like, I can save you. I can help you. You know, I started feeling like I loved him. And then I'm like, well, I love him. And he's got a, you know, a bad life or unfulfilled life or a sad life. I'm going to make him happy. I'm going to, I don't want to use the word save him, but yes, I think it was. I'm going to save him from this miserable life. I'm going to bring him here to me and I'm going to show him all the love and affection that they didn't show him and he's going to have a good life. I'm going to save him. And I think maybe if I wasn't, uh, if I didn't, if I wasn't empathic, if I didn't feel like not only just sad about what he was going through, but I like took it so personal and so I have a job to do. It is my job now to help him because I felt so terrible about how he was feeling. And that's what I did. But I did my I did not do any favors for myself by doing that because he was not in a position. He needed more help than I could give. He needed therapy. He had some deep-seated issues. And I just felt like my love and my, take caring, to my taking care of him was going to be all that he needed. And as we know, that ended up not being the case. But I really feel like I just had to jump on there and save him. And I think this is because of the empath thing. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of how I feel. And then there was another situation that really sticks out in my mind is after we divorced, I went to get an annulment because we were married by the Catholic church and I did not want to stay married to him in the eyes of God. And the only way to do that is to get an annulment. So I remember going in for my annulment appointment because I had to go in and speak to someone. You know, there's certain processes to it, filling out information, this and that and the other. And then part of it was going in and having an interview with them. So I went in to speak to this person and I was telling my story and telling her why I felt that I would qualify for an annulment. And that was because of the reason that I got married and, you know, and I was, I already had a child and I was married um, and things like that. But I was explaining to her about his bad life and I started to cry about his life. I started to cry about how bad he had it and, you know, 
how sad he was and, and the terrible things that he had to deal with. And I'm crying to this lady at my annulment meeting about him. And I know that she gave me this look like, what is wrong with you? And I felt a little stupid afterwards. But when I was discussing what he had gone through, I felt it so deeply. I felt his pain even then after we had been divorced. So I I do feel that I might have, um, I don't want to, well, I don't want to say it's an empath problem, but that's interesting because another part of this article actually talks about, you know, is it a problem? So before we get into that, it does say um, there's benefits of, of being an empath, right? And the benefit is, is, oh, is being an empath a good thing? There are some obvious benefits of being highly attuned to others' emotional experiences. If you can tap into the feelings of those around you, you should also be able to better support and care for the people who matter to you the most. Knowing that another person is feeling down, lonely, or scared, even if they don't outwardly show it, puts you in a position of being able to help them through that, gaining their trust and becoming someone they learn to rely on in the future. Well, I mean, that kind of, yeah, that's a positive thing if I can actually help them out or if I can't help them out, but I feel like I want to help them out. And maybe I have two things. It's not just an empath, but it's an empath and then a, a fixer. You know, and so those two together are a lethal combination because I see how they're feeling and then I want to fix how they're feeling. And, you know, sometimes that's just not possible in life. But I go there and I put all of myself out there to make it happen. And then it is detrimental in the long run. So that is the positive. Now it says the challenges of being an empath. And then it says, of course, there are also likely to be some real downfalls to being this connected to others. Emotions. Most literature on empaths suggests that they are easily overwhelmed in crowded spaces or are or at emotionally charged events, like weddings and funerals, because they soak up the emotions of those around them like a sponge. It is not hard to imagine how quickly that could become exhausting in certain settings. Again, that's not exactly for me. That does not really affect me in that way. I don't really, well, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I don't feel like that at weddings, but I do remember going to like funerals and, and, um, memorial services for people that I really hardly knew. I just went to support a relative of that person. But I do remember feeling like very emotional uh, at the event, more emotional than I should for people that I don't really know or wasn't that close with. But I could also call that as me maybe starting to imagine that I'm in that situation, that it is my relative that has died So it could have been that I was doing that, but I really don't know about uh, the crowds and things like that. That doesn't seem like a me thing. So that's why I decided to talk about empaths today. I wanted to not only maybe do a little bit of self-diagnosing, but also I wonder if you listening, if you have felt that maybe you're empathic, maybe you go a little bit further than just having empathy for somebody, but you suck in their feelings? And do you find that it helps you in a positive or negative way? I think in an unbalanced relationship, if you're an empath and your partner um, isn't a happy-go-lucky person 
uh, or more specifically, is a uh, unhappy person or a depressed person or a negative person, that it can really affect your quality of life and your relationship because it's harder for you to just be like, well, that's just them. I'm going to go on and do my thing and they'll get over it. Because if you're empathic, it's extremely hard to just ignore it. You just suck it in. And I, unfortunately, I cannot speak to having a long-term relationship with someone that was happy-go-lucky and that I sucked in their happy-go-luckiness because most of my long-term relationships are with people that are more on the, um, I don't want to say unhappy scale, but more on the negativity scale. They are a half-glass-empty type person. And so I've only really been able to experience that part of empathy or being an empath, and I don't like it. I will tell you that I I don't like it, and I need to research how to fix that, how to not allow their negativity or their sadness or their, yeah, whatever, not to let that affect me so much. How do I, how do we, if you are in the same spot as I do, how do we stop that from happening? And I guess this is a a part one episode because I didn't take the time to research how I stopped being an empath. I just researched if I am an empath. And really, I didn't do tons of research. I just read a couple articles and this specific one uh, stood out to me to share with all of you. So if you feel like you might be an empath and if you feel like being an empath is not really serving you in your relationship and in your life and in your peace of mind, then... I encourage you to do some of your own research on how to maybe stop and I'm going to do the same thing and hopefully I will be able to bring you back another episode of what I've learned and what I've been able to do about it. I find it interesting that, you know, whatever, all these years later, I'm kind of realizing that this might be something going on and this probably has a lot to do with maybe why my relationships, I don't want to say fail, but maybe I can't find it as much joy in my relationship as I would like is because I'm not just feeling my feelings and I feel like I am a happy person. I feel like I am an upbeat person. I feel like I look towards the positive, but if I am all those things and I also suck in the energy of people around me that do not, then that's a very conflicting way to survive, to live. So... This is definitely a part one. I'm going to do more research and I'm going to get back to you on how to help you not be this way or, you know, tips and tricks on how to not, you know, take in someone else's energy if it's not a positive energy and how to allow them to feel the way they feel, but not make it your job to fix it for them. You know, of course you are a supportive partner and you should be in a relationship. And if your partner is upset or sad, you want to help them, but But I think that if you're recognizing this, if this sounds like you, that we need to do it in a way that also continues to feed our our souls and feed our positivity and and keep us healthy and not drag us down too. So I'm sorry, I feel like this uh, episode was kind of everywhere because I think I'm just learning something right here in real time with you. But I hope it spoke to you. I hope you found it interesting and I hope to bring you a part two. So until then, thanks for listening and we will chat again soon. Bye for now. And with that, we'll be wrapping up this week's episode. 
As always, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I know you have many other options to choose from. If you would like to join a community of women to discuss further details of the episodes and to reach out to me, you can find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. If you just want to drop me a quick note, you can do so at www.heavypagespodcast.com. And if you enjoy listening to this podcast and haven't done so yet, I would appreciate if you would rate subscribe, and maybe share with others. And please remember that sometimes the pages of life can be heavy, but you don't have to turn them alone. I'll see you next week.